It's Eddie here along with Marconi. They say that the threat of nuclear Armageddon is very high, but the only thing he's worried about annihilating is a deep dish pizza. <laughs> there he is over there. That's right. You'd think that I'm, uh, I would not be into that song, but I actually kind of like it. It's, it's uh, really not a bad song. It has 528 million views on YouTube. So, you know, people wow. do like that one. And it's, uh, it but, makes me think of Liv Tyler, you know, when she was her younger oh, days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I had a crush on her. Oh, who didn't? Armageddon? Yeah. yeah. And wasn't uh, that, wasn't that, a, she's in the video too. Like she did a, like a, and it was just, it was weird because her dad's singing that song and you're like attracted to his daughter, but you're, you're listening to his, her dad sing. And, and I don't know, something weird about yeah, it, but it didn't stop there me. There was something weird. Yeah. And the uh, music video is like, you know, she's almost like pining over her dad and it was just a little <laughs> creepy in a weird way. But um, they I, are saying, though, we are very close to nuclear annihilation for real. Have you heard about this? Uh, the welcome to the show. Said, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. For the <laughs> not yeah. since the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis have we been this close to nuclear mm. annihilation, and even Elon Musk came out and tweet. He said uh, on his Twitter that quote nuclear war probability is rising rapidly. Well, and uh, oh, I mean so, to be honest, like sometimes I think just do it, but uh, you know I don't want that really. But uh, right. you know, there's a part yeah. of me that like. You know, I want to disappear and fake my own death and stuff, but I don't really, I wouldn't want it to end that way. But I guess, you know, if, if it's instant, then we won't know. But that's the thing, though. You want it to be instant. Like, if you're in one of these areas where you're having to deal with the nuclear fallout, that it's going to be hell on earth. No, yeah. And that will be Oregon, by the way. They say Oregon will most likely survive all the blasts. And uh, oh. good luck, though, after that. Uh, the safest places to be are Maine, Oregon, North California. And Western Texas, and the rest of the world will be it. Is it just proximity, or uh, how do they know that? Uh, it's due to lack of large urban centers and lack of nuclear power plants in those. So, areas. like, could we go to the middle of Montana or something like that and be safe? Yeah, I probably could. Yeah, yeah. But again, like the nuclear fallout, the radioactive dust that can be blown many hundreds of miles, they say, and uh, kill all of us. And it'll, you know, like. It, get into the water system. So I think you want to die instantly. You want, you want the blast to happen right on you. Yeah. You don't want to be get... drinking your tea and, and, and be like, and lose, you know, like, like the King on house of the dragon. Right. Not only spoilers, right. but that was pretty gross. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those things though. That's, that's scary, but also makes me want to go get a dozen donuts <laughs> and just eat them. Just forget about all the yeah. things. Yeah, because uh, like we always say, you, you don't want to be on a diet and get hit by a bus. So why don't you, yeah, just go out and have, oh man, the decadence. Just treat yourself. But here, here's what happens: is you know, like how people like say live today like it's your last. 
Well, that's the problem is I've been doing that for a long time and it still hasn't happened. I know it's such a, a double-edged thing. It's like live today. Like it's your last, uh, but then you might not be here tomorrow if you do. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a complicated thing. Well, you can check in with mood killers anytime. 833. Hi, it's me. That's our, uh, do it before number. you can't <laughs> do it. Well, do it before you can't do it. Maybe it'll be the only phone number that works after the nuclear harm again. We don't know. We'll still Perhaps. be taking calls. Yeah. We'll, we'll still be taking calls. Uh, 833-HIDES, but you can also text us anytime there. and Follow us on social media, Mood Killers, and Facebook, Mood Killers. Instagram, Mood Killers. Everywhere, Mood Killers. Well, you know, Marconi, I never think about making a first impression when I meet somebody new, but they say first impressions count. But I don't know about you. When I meet somebody new for the first time, I generally don't judge them based on first impressions. I usually first judge them on how ugly they are. And then after that, <laughs> yeah, their personality. I try to but, make um, uh, lasting uh, final impressions. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know when, I, when right. I'm walking out the door, you know, that's when I say the unforgettable thing. Right, right. But, but you know, these first impressions apparently are important. People on the Internet were talking about how to make a good first impression. So let's see if we agree with these words of wisdom on the internet. Here's a good way to make a good first impression. Be in shape, be clean, wear appropriate and fitting clothes. <laughs> so be just, again, don't be ugly. Right. A. <laughs> B, wear clothes that fit. Isn't it weird? All, you know, no yeah. matter what you do in life, it's still the shallowest of things that people are very into. They're into yes. fame. They're into celebrities. Their their ultimate goals is to barely work and be famous for it. And not knowing that, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into a lot of these things that seem like they're pretty easy. And then also what people look like, the aesthetics. And that's... It's just a fact of life. If there's a party going on and one of us shows up, you know, I'm not saying we're ugly, but it's it's going to be a different reaction than if Brad Pitt shows up. It's just a fact of life. For instance, really I'll, I'll tell you this. Eddie and I were at a concert together. A girl was, I, I think you, she was hitting on you. And at the time you were dating someone. And he said, I'm sorry, I have a girlfriend. But my friend Marconi over here is single. <laughs> <laughs> and you basically passed her to me. Yeah. And then like maybe 10 minutes later, her and I were making out <laughs> and I didn't care. That's right. I knew so, I was her second choice. <laughs> well, you, you still made a good first impression somehow. I guess. You must have been wearing some good clothes or I something. Think, and I think if you remember right, this is a girl who had two neon, bright pink neon casts on. So she. Right. <laughs> she couldn't move. It's like, because she was sitting, her and her friend who was watching <laughs> over her. Was just making. I think she was asking you questions like, "What's this guy about? What's his deal? What's going on? Is he a dad? What's going? Oh, why is he so weird? You know, like, you think he's gonna hurt my friend with a two giant pink casts on?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, I approve." And so, for whatever reason, they all trusted right. you and questioned me. I don't know why? Like, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. That was bad judgment on their part. Yeah, yeah. But see, my first impression, I guess, is like, uh, "Well, he's at least a, a good backup." 
We're talking about first impressions because they say first impressions are very important, Marconi. Let's keep going through this list of how to make a good first impression. According to weirdos on the internet, always mind your manners and be a gentleman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess uh, that makes Really? Like that? that oh, yeah. yeah. I guess that's always got me far in life being nice. Yeah. It always seems like, yeah, you're, you're polite, you're kind, you're all these things. And then it, it, the girl runs off with some a-hole, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And you're not just talking. You're, you're also talking, not just romantic or intimate situations. No, for, these are just social situations yeah. in general. I, you know, I, like, I do feel like the guy at work, that's kind of, kind of uh, abrasive to people, but he has like this, you know how some people just, for whatever reason, they can be abrasive and everybody thinks it's hilarious. But if you do it, yes. they're, they, you're a jerk. That's That's yeah. been my entire well, life. And a lot of times the biggest jerk in the office is the most popular guy for some reason. Yeah. You know, the, the one who's just brazen and says whatever he wants. And may, you know. maybe it is in every friend group. There's only so much room for that. So they pick one guy that's allowed to do it. And then everyone else has to be nice. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. So you have to be that one guy and start like a new friend group. Right. I, who... I quit the friend group whenever that happens. I'm like, I want to be the a-hole. Come on. Yeah. 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 Hugo yeah, understands. Yeah, he's got it. How about this? A firm handshake and eye contact and then say, yes, sir. No, sir. Please. And thank you, sir. I'm no longer touching people. Is that a, is that a problem? You know, <laughs> I, uh, I have, if if I'm in this situation with the handshake, I now default to the fist bump. Yeah. Because I, there is something about shaking somebody's hand that it really is primal in a lot of ways. They say it's how we get to know somebody because you shake their hand. And then this is really gross. Instinctually, every time you shake somebody's hand, you'll move your hand up to your own nose and smell that person like a stupid animal. <laughs> And that this is what we all do. It's disgusting. It really is gross. Like, I don't know where this person's hand is. Anytime you're shaking somebody's hand, you're, you're immediately wiping their butt in your face. Eddie, whenever we're in the same room, uh, we can't help it. We have to embrace. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's the most contact I need from another human that I'm not dating. You know, right, I'm fine. Right. And then you, when you put your leg up, I mean, sometimes that feels like a little too far, but I'm like, you know what? Just let it happen. And it's Eddie. Come on. And I don't mind. Yeah. So, yeah, you but, know. but I, yeah, but I like, there are people that I don't mind if I have to touch someone, but then there's uh, regular people that I don't know. I don't want to touch you. That's all. That's that's it. I don't. I don't. I, maybe it's rude. People don't like it. I don't care. Put on a hazmat suit. Maybe we'll bump elbows or something. In other words, I think every single first impression thing on this list that will make it so you have a good first impression in a yeah. group we we fail at because I, <laughs> I don't want to do any of it. Every I don't want to do one of these damn things. I'm sorry. <laughs> People can hate me. I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. I really don't. You know, I know some people do right. wear their own merch and, uh, you know, to try to sell it or whatever it is. But I just, first of all, I don't feel like me wearing Mood Killers merch is going to uh, amplify sales. Uh, but well, uh, <laughs> I, I, you should be a shameless promoter. I mean, look at the, many of the most successful people out there. They they wear nothing but their own brand name constantly. I'm not right. going to name any names, but I'm thinking of one individual. But, you know, there's uh, or hey, why not put on a Mood Killers bib bonnet or bikini? Put well, them on. I uh, can say the bib I would wear because that's the least douchey thing we have. And uh, yeah. but if I'm if I'm out there in a Mood Killers hoodie and a, a hat 
and all these things, you know, and I'm not even promote. Like if I was going on a television show, yes, I would wear a mood killer's hat. Okay. If I was, if it was a hat situation and right. there was a, a place well, to have a logo. A, yes. But I'm not going to go on Regis next week, right? <laughs> Regis? Is he still, <laughs> Regis has been dead for like five years, I think. All That's right, going to be a real Regis. awkward interview. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when I you're on Regis, why don't you wear one of these <laughs> mood killers bonnets that we have at uh, Regis Seacrest and Kelly Lee, right? Is that what the show is? <laughs> yeah, it's a Regis Seacrest. When you're on that, uh, moodkillersmerch.com is where you can find all of our, our merch. Uh, beautiful. Uh, we have shirts. <laughs> beautiful. We have. <laughs> What's the beautiful. thread count on those sheets? Uh, mood killer sheets. <laughs> the sheet set. <laughs> and I am told that our hoodie does come in 5XL, and mm. it fits as uh, you would think it would. So uh, hit up, go over there, moodkillersmerch.com, and if you end up buying something, take a photo of you wearing it and uh, and tweet it to us or something. Tag us, yeah. yeah. If you want to see it. Tag us. Eddie, I have some random audio. This seems like it could be something. I don't know what, but I find it amusing. As, as the kids say, that slaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's some audio. You know, when you think about what's going on with people, you, you never know what someone is going through. I'm going to order it. Chicken tenders on the rocks. I don't know if you heard, could hear that, Eddie. She was saying uh, yeah. she'll order chicken tenders on the rocks. That, just, that is a low in life. I feel like we should reach out and make sure everything's okay. Yeah, just be cognizant of your surroundings when it comes to people. You never know what they're going through. This is a, what what clip is it? I think I forgot this on the list. I, I have to just play it. I forget what it is. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. Okay, here. So, you know, Bill O'Reilly, that famous clip of him saying, we'll do it live. Yeah. And some people on TikTok one guy played the piano, and then another guy duetted it and added drums, and they made this okay. little song, Diddy. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! again for watching we'll leave you with sting and a cut off his new album take it away mm, beautiful yeah, very beautiful they're 10 years too late on that one but it's well done well, well done. it's the thing about tiktok is sometimes people are not always aware of the past so because of that you know just like anything you're bound to repeat it because you don't you didn't learn from it or you didn't remember it or you don't know it so that's what's happening is some of the content creators see this clip and they think it's new because they weren't around when it was a thing. And so now... This is uh, what happens when we cut education in public schools. There, <laughs> that's there's right. no history taught. There's no meme history. That's right. You got to teach them your memes. Uh, um, yeah. Here's another one, Eddie. Uh, a clip of this girlfriend asking some questions during a baseball game. She needed to know. How do they pick the players? What? How do they pick the players to be on the team? I think they... they it's like an audition or is it based on vibe? Probably went to college to play and got scouted. 
Some of them not get along or they all like each other. Do they all have to sleep in one place or do they have different homes? Any of them in a fight? <laughs> Trying to watch the game. Do they like to hang out? You're hitting me. You're hitting me. Oh, sorry, my bad. Let's go, Sucks! How many players are there? What? Is it enough to, like, have a full volleyball team? <laughs> <laughs> do, they have their, do they have each other's emails and stuff? <laughs> I always order that too. I'm like, right. <laughs> do, they, do they hang out? Do they send each other memes? How does it go? All right. Eddie, what have you given up because of inflation? Check in at 833. Hi, it's me. <laughs> How about eating? <laughs> just, just stop eating. Eating. Delivery foods. I mean, uh, it's gotten oh, to the point where yeah. most apps, you know, if you uh, are going to try to eat, delivery foods more than once or twice a month you're uh you're you know that that's a big one that's a big one over the weekend i was thinking about having some food delivered from a restaurant that i will sometimes get delivered from but for this very reason i went there myself and picked up takeout and i you know i felt like some sort of a savage doing it. but <laughs> like uh but then i looked at how much i paid and like literally my uh, my bill was half the amount yep. than if I would have used one of these uh, other services. And I got twice the amount of food. And I was like, well, I, we've all just been so conditioned into using these food delivery services. And uh, the price keeps going up and up and up. You just go out there and pick up your food. You'll save yeah. a lot of money. I mean, I learned uh, that the pizza place that I love is only a couple of blocks away. <laughs> and right. I've been, I've That's been another thing. You don't realize how close these things are, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how about, uh, uh, here's, here's a few things that I've given up because of inflation. Maybe you can relate. The thing I was thinking about is with these food deliveries and people are uh, losing their minds with uh, the inflation and stuff is people have never really understood. They've never lived below their means in their lives Be because part of it is they've never had a job that maybe paid a livable wage. Does that make sense? Right. So they've been always yeah. like, they don't really know money and I've been fortunate enough to have jobs where I made uh, decent money and I could live okay. And I, but I always live below my means because I never, I could care less what other people think. And right. I, the, that's the whole society we live in is that more people care about what people think than don't. But yep. most of the time, if you see the very wealthy people or people that actually are good with money, they're not. They're not flashy. They're not showing you uh, how much they, they have. They don't spend the money. Right. That's why they're rich. I mean, they Magic, saved it all. Magic Johnson was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I guess uh, the owner, Jerry Buss, used to take Magic Johnson out when he was a you know younger, a starting a player, to like gamble and stuff, and he would give yep. him like fifteen thousand dollars worth of chips to play gamble with, and. Hmm. Magic Johnson would save those chips every time. And he would go like, oh, yeah. And cash him in at the end of the night. Right. So he'd have $15,000 in his bank account. And, uh, you know, Jerry That's busted. what I would do. <laughs> so he, he said, and then I guess on his deathbed, uh, uh, Magic went to visit him. And he said, I knew you were a smart businessman when you cashed in all those chips that I gave you at the casino. Right. I mean, that's coming out 15,000 ahead. I would have stopped right there. You know, you're going to lose all that, especially right. gambling. Oh. Like, what's the point? I, and it, no somebody, point. somebody could think, well, it's somebody else's money. Why do I care? Yeah. It could also be your money just as easily.
Like you don't have 15, to fifteen thousand. Yeah, I'm walking away with that too. Jeez, <laughs> right? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend fifteen thousand dollars in chips to press pretty buttons in Vegas and lose it all. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Exactly. No thanks. Here's a few maybe extras for the podcast, Eddie. You know, sometimes we do this. We run out of time on the radio, but we have a, a few more minutes on the podcast so we can give. These are exclusives. Things that we inflation inflatable inflatables. Yeah, some inflatables. <laughs> inflatables. Yes, I've given up inflatables. This is what I've done right. for inflation. In, inflatables are out of control. I don't know about you. I've I've no I'm no longer buying disposable underpants. That's for sure. That was uh, that was <laughs> just a cost I didn't need. Uh, yeah. I, I stop sending. I, I just realized they made uh, cloth adult diapers. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. So you can wash them and uh, reuse <laughs> them. Uh, I I yeah. stopped sending my backup teeth to the dentist for cleanings. You know, oh. uh, it gets expensive if you, you know, always, instead of washing my bibs after every use, I just flip them around and get two uses. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. This may sound disgusting to some people, but it's very cost effective. I reuse butter tubs and uh, storing my homemade pickled onions in there. You know, like the, <laughs> well, I learned that from my grandma. I've also uh, stopped paying for Wi-Fi and rent. And have just moved into a parking lot dumpster behind Starbucks. So genius. Yeah, it's great. Um, I've I started using my own hair for dental floss. That's uh, cost effective. (laughs) It works. And finally, I've just started recycling my mouthwash. (laughs) (laughs) I swish it around and then I spit it into a jar. Then I reuse it later. I mean, theoretically, since it kills 99% of all germs and bacteria, you could use it a hundred times, right? You're right. I actually, or I know at I'm at least 99. I mean, I guess for the, I guess because it is a podcast, we'll pull a, a, the curtain behind. These are yeah. jokes mostly. Uh, and I'm not really yeah, flossing my teeth with my hair, but recycling your mouthwash, if it's just you, I mean, it's not the worst idea that I've, I've had actually. <laughs> Should we ask Dr. Drew? I mean, it sounds disgusting. You know, you just, I mean, I guess if you, because if you had a a thing to filter out any shrapnel that might get in your teeth that you spit out and then uh, like a, like like a filter. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. I, I just Googled, I can't believe I Googled this. Can you recycle mouthwash? I just Googled that. Uh. And uh, nobody's asking that question because it thinks <laughs> it thinks I'm asking about the plastic container. So. <laughs> Maybe I'm onto something, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> something that's pioneers. Something very disgusting. Environmental pioneers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At Mood Killers Marconi, we have America's lowest paid comedy writers. Oh, and God. Here we it's now hey. time for headline punchline. So hey I was given a whole bunch of headlines with jokes written around them uh, by our crack staff of comedy writers here. Like I said, the lowest paid in the business, so they're not that great. Did you say crack and staff or on crack staff? Oh, yes. That's hey right. Look at that. Hey. Oh, hey now. They wrote that for me to say, by the way. They wrote that for you. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, we try to help them out. We read these jokes and critique them. On the air live. Do they get paid because we're technically using them now, or are we still under the guise of, like, we're still reviewing them? Yeah, this is another way we get away with uh, not paying them very much. This is still a review process. So if you like any of these jokes, 833-HI, it's me. Let us know. Marconi, uh, Nick Cannon, 
turned 42, and he celebrated with his girlfriend and his kids, numbers 15 through 67. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you like that one? Well, okay. I guess we have to pay extra for that here's one. Here's why. Pay extra for that one. Because every, yeah. every other day you hear Nick Cannon has reproduced or something, and uh, and he has different, mo- you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he has kids with Mariah Carey, right? And I can't right. remember. And then and then he has uh, kids with like two other moms. That's right. Two or three. Of, doesn't he have like nine kids or something? Yeah, nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's a busy guy. Marconi, Fred Armisen, has been revealed as Uncle Fester in Netflix's new Adams Family series called Wednesday. And already people on Twitter are complaining that they didn't hire an actor who can really light up a light bulb in his mouth. Oh, because Uncle Fester used to light a light bulb up in his mouth. And is right. Yeah. You know, and I think they're trying to say if you're going to cast somebody, it should be somebody who could, uh, you know, that one's a stretch. They've really tried to reboot that Adams family over and over. I, I suggest they hire Rob Zombie. He's the only guy that seems to get it. That's right. He, he did a great job with the Munsters movie. He did. Uh, Marconi, look at this one. Uh, William Shatner says his trip to space filled him with, quote, overwhelming sadness. Oh. And uh, that's because when he returned to Earth's gravity, he was reminded of how heavy he is. <laughs> I guess we have to pay for that one. The only reason, the only reason I'm laughing because I just read If you sto- laugh, we have to pay the writers. So, okay, there's two there. Well, I'm laughing because I was <laughs> thinking of an actual story of a recent William okay. Shatner where he, I guess, uh, on stage in his pants. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, the guy's, what, 91. Right. But right. I, I posted that on my Facebook page and somebody commented like, you know, if I'm 91, <laughs> I still know that I'm uh, g- going number two in my pants. Uh, call it a good day. I'm like, that's a win. I, I commented <laughs> that I'd rather be dead. I, I don't, right. I'd rather not know that I'm uh, doing that in my pants. Like, I'd better, rather, you know, be at that stage of my mental health that I don't know what's going on. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, getting old is not something that I want to think about. And Shatner keeps up with that uh, wig. Like, he keeps the wig thing going, doesn't he? Yeah. Can he just give no, it up by now? I mean, isn't it isn't it okay? He's 90. No. The vanity I mean, continues, I guess. The vanity continues. That's right. All right, Marconi, we're playing our favorite game, Headline Punchline. Yes. We have America's lowest paid comedy writers, and we like to show them off here. The lowest paid. Get them paid. a little exposure. The lowest paid comedy writers. <laughs> yeah. And they're hard at work for us, constantly writing jokes, and uh, we don't what have to are, what, what jokes. What motivates them, like, to, to get ridiculed on the know. air like this? I don't understand. I don't know. They send in pages and pages and pages every day. We ignore them week after week, but sometimes I have to get to the uh, the jokes over here. I heard they and we try to you, help like, them out. I heard they're like sending you in PDF form. Like, why? <laughs> you I don't just, know. You just yeah. Just text these dumb things. I've changed my email six times, and they keep sending these. Oh, they keep finding you. Yeah. Uh, Marconi, Nick Cage said that he was never paid for his role in leaving Las Vegas. And if you think that's bad, he was paid for every other movie he was in. Oh, I heard you laugh a little bit. We might have to pay for that one. Oh, I I, I thought my mic was off. I was just (laughs) clearing my throat. Uh, uh. If you're going to laugh, turn off your mic. That way you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Okay. I just see if it works. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm, I'm going to talk and then I'm going to, tr- well, while I'm doing that, I'll turn my mic off and on. So now my mic is.
Can I, yeah, so you can just, yeah, perfect. I love just the cut, cut yourself off. Uh, everybody is okay. There, okay, yeah, okay. So it works. My yeah. cough button. Cause it, perfect. Because <clears throat> uh, if you admit any of these are funny, we're wait, gonna have to show over. I'm gonna cough money. and see if it works. Uh, did, it, did it work? I think so. Oh. <laughs> I'm not an engineer, but I think that works. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, good. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Continue on, yeah. sir. I'm sorry. Uh, a Frasier sequel is coming to Paramount Plus. Can't wait that long to see a show starring a fake doctor. There's always Dr. Phil. <laughs> I hate that joke. It's so bad. But true. So bad. Uh, yeah. And and uh, if this is a true thing that it's actually happening, God, why? So they need to reboot. Uh, Fra is everything going to get a reboot before we die? Is every single thing rebooted? Because they can't think of yes. one new idea that's decent. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. And speaking of reboots, how about this next one? A Texas mom warns that watching Hocus Pocus 2 can open up the gates of hell into your home. <laughs> and uh, That's funny enough right there. Yeah. That's, 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 I know that's <laughs> funny enough, right? And the punchline is, uh, says the psycho who probably watches every single Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. That's, you know. I I feel like the Hallmark Christmas movies open up the gates of hell more than Hocus Pocus. I really do too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like that one. I saw somebody on a TV show actually promoting a Hallmark Christmas movie, and they were seriously promoting it. I've never seen that before. Is I feel like everyone's embarrassed of them, and they don't ever talk about it. And you just turn on the Hallmark Channel if like you're my mom decorating, and you see all these shows. But I've never seen anybody go on a talk show to promote it. <laughs> Seems like, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, like that's why? Too much. Yeah. Uh, Marconi Rust with Alec Baldwin is going to resume shooting. I, nah. I don't want to comment yeah. on that really because, you know, it's a horrible uh, situation, but it's inappropriate. Is it appropriate? Let's condemn our writers. Yeah. You bastards. What the hell? So inappropriate. inappropriate. I, I, had to, I had to turn off my mic. Yeah, I had to turn off so my headphones that time. I couldn't. I didn't want to. I was. I was so disgusted. I had to turn off my mic. I wanted to stop hearing after that. <laughs> well, thanks for playing headline punchline. Yeah. I think we got a couple of chuckles out of there, and um, I'm tallying it up here. Looks like we laughed at a, two jokes in total, and we pay a dollar fifty a piece. <laughs> 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 so, so, so. Mood killer.